When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, more NFL action to preview. More games coming up this weekend. Hey, can you guys already believe it's week five? I mean, it feels like just yesterday it was week four. It's absurd. You're such an idiot. It is absurd. <laughs> uh, let's talk some Seahawks and Saints. Geno Why Smith. Are you this way? Geno Smith, guys, they tried to write him off. He didn't write back. And right now, pretty much by every statistical category, Geno Smith is like a top 10 quarterback. He's pushing the ball downfield. When he throws from a clean pocket, he is a top 10 quarterback. He looks better than Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks are four and a half point dogs taking on the Saints. Totals 45 and a half. Anything for you guys in this game? I just really need the Saints to get going if we're going to win eight games. This yeah, season. we need to pump the brakes on Geno. Like, it's a nice story. He's been playing good, but he lit up the Lions and the Falcons. He didn't do absolutely anything against the Broncos in the second half of that game. And he did nothing against the 49ers who have the best defense in football. So he's going against a pretty good defense this week in New Orleans. I, I expect him to struggle. This is a tough one. It feels like the Seahawks are going to be a trendy pick. The spread's gone down from 5.5 now to 4.5. Tough trip for them, man. Back-to-back weeks playing the early game. Well, that's the thing. They went to Detroit, yeah. and then they flew back to Seattle, and now they're going back to New Orleans this week. More and more, I'm liking the Saints, minus 4.5. We talked about it last week, how we liked them with uh, with Dalton better than Jameis because of Jameis just looks so injured. Yeah. I know no Michael Thomas this week. Ryan, you talked about it, though. You know, the Seahawks, I feel like they're happy being 2-2 two and two right now. They have some confidence going. The Saints, though, they need this game. They really need this game. And the Falcons and Bucks are playing each other this week. They're both 2-2, two and two and they both lead that division. So one of those teams are going to have to lose. Saints got to win this game. I think they're going to cover. Now that it's dipped to 4.5, I-, I like the Saints quite a bit. If this goes to 4, this is going to be a play for me. You know what? Same here, actually. And I'm with you. Same thing, man. I mean, the Saints are terrible defensively. They really can't wrap up and tackle. If Kamara goes, which it looks like he's going to, obviously no, no Mike Thomas. Uh, looks like Landry's going to be able to play. And Dalton ran the offense just fine. I yeah, was, he was I, fine. I mean, I, I grabbed the three and a half with them last week. Same. I actually like the Saints to get right this weekend as well. Trist, anything for you, Seahawks Saints? I just don't really like this game at all. Fair. Obviously, five and a half going to four and a half. I, I would consider maybe buying a three and a half and putting it into a, into like an NFL parlay. I'm looking at what that value would be right now. I, I just... It never really moved me enough for me to go ahead and say, yeah, I'm going to back the Saints, especially how bad they looked against the Vikings last week. And I know that it was in uh, it was in London. Minus 145, you could get it at Ugh. like three and a half minus 120. Maybe, maybe, but nothing. Listen, and, and then in terms of the total, Seattle has been an over machine. Yeah. Outside of the London games, I call it the London games, Seattle or New Orleans has been, you know, sort of an under machine. So there's really nothing that all corresponds in one direction for me. I would have to say, okay, well, I have to trust New Orleans is going to be able to stop Geno Smith. And listen, I know that that's like in other years kind of a laughable statement, but they've been cooking. Rashad Penny has looked really good. You know, Geno's been getting the ball to his receivers. DK Metcalf had a big, uh, big game last week. So nothing really for me, no. 
I just uh, don't like this matchup at all. Uh, yeah, and it, and it's it seems a little fishy too. Yeah, it, it does. does. Here's one I just gave out: Dolphins on the road, three point Love favorites against yeah, the Jets. I'm with you. Yeah, I like this one a lot, dude. So Max Mitchell is out uh, for the Jets. Their offensive tackle, he's got a uh, knee injury. Quincy Williams is out. Marcel Harris is out. One of their linebackers. I really like the Dolphins to get right this week. So I'm gonna go with uh, Mike McDaniel. And the fighting Teddy Bridgewaters. We all yeah. know his record against the spread. He's really. really I have good. some. I have some other thoughts and plays on here too. Let me go ahead and pull this up because I accidentally just deleted it. You got some props and stuff. I do. Yeah. So I think for me, the two injury is de- deflating this game. This line to three. I guess Vegas doesn't expect Teddy to be any good because he hasn't looked good in these last couple of weeks. But listen, he's had a very long week to get yeah. ready for the matchup, knowing that he would start. Correct. The Jets are allowing just over twenty-five points per game. I expect Teddy to be able to move the ball against the Jets. Uh, One of the great things also about Zach Wilson over Joe Flacco is that the offense, I think, can be a little bit more controlled and balanced. Uh, And like you said, Peach, this team could easily be 0-4. It should be. Right? The win over the Steelers shouldn't have happened. The Steelers threw three interceptions that led to 17 points off of turnovers, including two touchdowns off of my guy, Kenny Pickett, in the second half alone. The Jets scored two touchdowns against the Browns in the last two minutes because Nick Chubb made the awful decision of trying to go for it instead of just allowing himself to fall on the football Mm -hmm. and then just kind of winding the clock down. Miami, they start slow. So if you want to maybe say, all right, I can back back the Jets in the first half, I wouldn't hate that. But listen, like I think that this is one of those situations where you have to just go ahead and take the Dolphins. Minus three. I ended up doing a one-game parlay. I do think Zach Wilson's going to be able to cook because of the defense of Miami. They're 28th in the league in overall defense, 31st in special teams. They've got a very elite offense, as we know. This is a game where I think Zach Wilson could absolutely cook. Zach Wilson, over 220.5 passing yards. Uh, Garrett Wilson, over 40 receiving yards. And Dolphins, minus 2.5. All those together, plus 350. I really like that play. If you want to just take them individually, Zach Wilson over 218 and a half passing yards. That's minus 120. Garrett Wilson, his prop is 44 and a half minus 115. Like I said, Miami allows the second most passing yards in the NFL, only behind Baltimore. Byron Jones is out. He's their corner. Clayton Fiedelman, the safety is out as well. I think this is just a good opportunity for Zach Wilson to spread the sugar. No better opportunity than for Garrett Wilson, in my opinion. Yeah, and look, the Jets, they've lost 12 straight divisional games. 12 straight. They've gone 0-6 the last two seasons. How the Dolphins done so far this year in divisional games? Well, they beat the Bills, and they beat the Patriots. So, give me the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, the next one I don't really have a whole lot on because of the injuries, man. I planned on playing Atlanta plus 10. And then I teased Tampa Bay, but that's gone now because the six-point teaser only gets you to three and a half. Yeah. And you don't want to do that. No. You know, you want to get to the two and a half. I think this is a stay-away game for me. Yeah, I mean, Patterson's out, so there goes the run game for Atlanta. And then Kyle Pitts was just ruled out as well for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they've actually been using him the right way here the last couple weeks other than last week when they did nothing with him. And, I mean, everything's telling you this is a bounce-back spot for Tampa. At yeah. home, Atlanta's getting a little love right now because they've been a covering machine. Mariota's look pretty good. But now with no run game going against that run defense, a pissed off Tom Brady who's probably going through a divorce, and a healthier wide receiver room with obviously, you know, you got um, Chris, Chris Godwin, Godwin back, and then Mike Evans came back last week out Played of the suspension. Great. Had a yep. big week too. Cameron Brate's out. That doesn't really bother me. It's already been a beat up offensive line. I'd probably bet Tampa Bay. You would expect um, Lenny uh, to be able to get busy too against this Falcons defense. The Falcons defense has not been great. 
they're able to run the ball. Uh, their offensive line's been getting pushed, but no Cordell Patterson. He's on the IR now, and I don't know necessarily if I trust his backup. So, yeah, yeah no play for me in, in this Early game. in the week, Atlanta was one of my favorite plays. Yeah. Same. I-, I thought, man, the Bucks. I mean, think about those two games they played. They played against Green Bay and Kansas City, two high emotional games you get up for. This just felt like a great letdown spot, the way the Falcons have looked. But with that line movement going up, they're missing their two best offensive players in Pitts and Patterson. I, and now it's it's kind of gotten into a stay away for me, and I'm kind of more so leaning towards the Bucks as well. But yeah. I just I don't know. That's a lot of points. If yeah. that gets to ten or even somehow ten and a half, yeah, then I I might think about Atlanta. I saw a ten earlier actually, and I uh, thought yeah. about it, but um, I just can't. I just I, can't. yeah, I don't know. I'm it, going with it's going to go back that way without those without Pitts and Patterson. It, it probably I mean, will. Those are two best weapons offensively right there. I know. So it's Mariota and who man? Uh. I mean, yeah, I, I would have to play Tampa Bay. Uh, the last one we got, or two more really quickly to get to, the Titans take on the Commanders. Oh, God, is yeah. this gross because the, the money came in on the Commanders again. Like, the, the the wise guys can't stay off the Commanders. I can't do it. These are two fade teams. I guess because of the number, I'd have to lean the Commanders. But, man, like, I'm not betting against Mike Vrabel with that freaking team. And I'm not betting on Carson Wentz. Like, I don't care what the numbers say. If I can't, like, decide to trust a quarterback because all he does is make bad decisions, get sacked, and losing important key games even at home, like, no. I just, I know what the numbers are telling me to do. But I just, I don't want to watch this game. Like, my heart says you'd have to take the Commanders, but no. That's why I'm glad it didn't get the three. Look, the NFC East against the the AFC South, you guys know I love doing this. 3-0 straight up and 3-0 against the spread. You've had Washington beat Jacksonville. You've had the Giants beat the Titans. And you've had Philly cover the spread against Jacksonville. There's a reason Washington's a short dog in this game. I know Wentz has struggled and looked awful these past two weeks, but he was also playing the Eagles and the Cowboys' defense in that pass rush that are really good. The Titans' defense is nowhere near those two. He's back home this week. I still think the Titans are a little bit fraudulent. You know, Henry's got it going a little bit, but Tannehill, this just feels like a Tannehill turnover game, doesn't it? Like, I could see him throwing three picks and a fumble. Like, it just feels like that. In all your daily fantasy lineups, love Washington defense this week. Like, this line is just screaming, Tannehill, ugly game. So give me Washington. They're going to win this thing outright. I did it last week. I'm not doing it again uh, with Washington. That is against Dallas. That was a bad mistake. But I'm with you. I mean, that is the right side, probably. They yeah, probably do win this they game. They probably do. Anything yeah. in Texans, Jags for you guys? The Texans down to being seven-point dogs. I would play the Texans at eight. I don't want it at seven. I definitely would. I would probably actually play Jacksonville at six and a half at home in this game. They were in control of that game against the Eagles. They were about to go up 21 nothing. at least put up another field goal and go up 17 nothing. And Trevor Lawrence fumbled the football because he uh, struggles in rain games, as we saw. But Top 10 in DVOA, offense and defensively, even after last week's uh, second-half clunker against the Eagles. But I don't want to lay seven with this Jags team. This is a team with a six-and-a-half win total. Now they're seven-point favorites. I know the Texans stink, but jeez. At best, I would do, like, I would lean just taking the six-and-a-half at minus 125. But now I'm buying points with the Jacksonville Jags. Like, no, like, this is not a game that I'm interested in playing, especially considering that it's the divisional matchup. And you're having the Jags come off of sort of an emotional win or an emotional loss that they should have kind of won, right? Like with the Colts he, up next week. Yeah, too. with the Colts up next week, I'm just out. Like there's a lot of better games 
for me to end up betting. And I have a huge card anyway. Yeah, no strong feel. I would probably take Houston plus seven as well. The Texans, guys, they've actually held a second-half lead in three of their first four games this I know. season. Yeah. They've been competitive. It's just the fourth and quarter. And first halves, they've been competitive as well. They've been covering. Big time. Fourth quarter this season, they've been outscored 37-10. to 10. That's their bugaboo. They just can't play all 60 minutes. This rivalry recently, Houston's won 14 of their last 16 games against the Jags, and they've won eight straight. Yeah. I know this Jags team is different, but man, Houston always plays them well. For a team that has your number like that, to be laying seven, that's that's a lot of points. Is Houston going to win a game? They'll, they'll win a game. Yeah, I think they'll they win will. A game. I yeah. wouldn't hate, and I didn't play this officially, so don't just go out, out and if you're listening and take this, but Houston plus four first half. Like, I think that they could be able to be, like, a field goal. I, I like that. Just be up, yeah. be down by a field goal or less. I think that's a good play. I yeah. think Houston does win a game. They, they've they been competitive. They just have to learn how to win some of these games. Yeah. I don't I, hate General Mills as much as uh, we made fun of him last year. What about General Booty? Did you General guys see him get a snack? Yeah, he, he got a series last week. Shout out to General Booty. Probably the best name in all. Oh, I don't know. There's some good ones. If Dylan Gabriel doesn't play for Oklahoma, I better see General Booty out there. No way Dylan Gabriel's playing in that game.